Welcome to Double Fries No Slaw. It is Sunday, June 12th. We're actually recording this on Saturday night. So if you're commenting and we're not getting your comments or questions or anything like that, it's because it was pre-recorded. Uh, Richie has a tea time. My birthday is on Monday, but we're doing some birthday shenanigans stuff tomorrow. And so uh, couldn't find a great time to record on Sunday, which typically is, is when we go live. But this is pre-recorded, so again, if we don't uh, respond to you, don't think that we're jerks. But we do have some good stuff to kind of get into tonight. Thank you guys for hanging out. Richie's fighting through. Uh, I saw it was, what is it, the uh, is it the 15th anniversary of the flu game? Something like that. So this is this is Richie's, oh, yeah. uh, wait, wait, no, is it 20 yet? No, no, that was like 98. So yeah, it have to be like 25. Maybe it was, when the heck was the flu game? It was 97, so yeah, 25 years. 25, yeah, yeah. So, um. Shout out! This is Richie's flu game. I can't. I can't guarantee that he'll be any good on here tonight. But he still has the. You know, he's still sick. So, uh, at least there's that comparison. Um, double fries, no slaw. Brought to you by Guthrie's. We'll try and fly through this tonight, but we do have a lot to kind of go over and talk about. You can visit both of the Guthrie's locations at 1818 West Tennessee Street and 2550 North Monroe. Should have some giveaways coming from them here very shortly. Um, just kind of. Uh, well, I don't want to say exactly what, but go shop it. Go go to Guthrie's, hit them up. Obviously, uh, really, really good stuff from the the best chicken tender folks in in Tallahassee and anywhere, in my opinion. So, Richie, not feeling super great, but how's your weekend been so far? Besides, you know, right now. Yeah, no, I'm, you make it sound like I'm down with like you know COVID maximum or something, but no, just a, a little bit of a headache. You know, went to had a busy day, went to the range this morning, um, hung out by the pool a little bit, and this headache just kind of smacked me out of nowhere. Um, but been a been a good weekend so far. Excited to to probably get to bed and watch the lightning after we finish up here and uh, get up early tomorrow to play some golf. Got my hat on, ready to go, ready for Game Six. Um, uh. A four-game sweep after dropping two in a row if they can get it done. Yeah, Richie tried to hit me with that headache excuse. As a married man, I knew how to pivot and, and swerve on that. No, I actually tried to hit up a few people, and they all said, like, hey, I'm going to be out at the moor tomorrow uh, when you were trying to record. So, See, I was thinking about that when you were reaching out to other people. Like, man, there's a lot of visitors on campus. We just yeah, had two just commits today. Good. There's no way he's going to pull anything off because I'm I sure on the to... bench will be recording tomorrow as well. So, yeah, I was like, we're here. I tried. We're Valiant effort. And then I, I could have, I mean, I'm sure I could have gotten Josh. But I was like, yeah. he was just on. I didn't want to bother yeah. him again. If he was still like on the beat, I would do it. But I was like, ah, I'll let him go. So anyway, you mentioned Florida State got a couple of commits. Uh, Juco defensive end Jaden Jones. Um, first up, committed to Florida State over Mizzou, Houston, and others. Not anything crazy here, but a Juco. Kind of a... I read some reports on him. I talked with somebody that's pretty close to the situation. And anytime you take a, a kid from Juco, I mean, it's a risk. Obviously, Jermaine Johnson with the Juco route, then to Georgia, then to Florida State. I'm not predicting that this kid is going to be Jermaine Johnson. But um, a lot of talent, not super refined talent, but Florida State picks up a really long, really, really big defensive end in Jaden Jones. Um who, like I said, in the last couple of weeks did pick up an offer from Missouri. I mean, that's an SEC offer. That's not, you know, you're not looking at like a Georgia offer or, or Bama or something that's just like upper echelon elite tier. But, you know, if, if he had remained uncommitted, you may have seen more offers kind of come in. But he picks Florida State uh, eligible right away. Can, can come in and, and play this season. We'll see how much he plays this year. Uh, you know, I think that uh, we are pretty 
deep on the defensive line, but if he can get in and, and shake some things up and move around, I think that's pretty impressive. Um, but then I'm excited to see kind of what, you know, what he looks like going forward, what, what he has, you know, if he can grow and have a really good year this year, what does he look like, you know, kind of in years to come, but thoughts on the uh, defensive end commitment. Yeah. Six, six, two forty. Um, you know, if you have the scholarships and, and you need an extra body in the trenches, like you take it if you like it. Um, you know, the coaches obviously uh, we're getting close to fall camp starting here pretty shortly, which is crazy to say in itself. Um, so they're just trying to fill out the roster right now because, uh, again, they can sign as many people as they want these next few classes. Um, but, you know, again, like you said, I don't know if we'll contribute much this year, uh, but it's, it's a good guy to come in. Um, it, do we know how many years of eligibility he has left? um i don't have it right in front of me no i don't have okay it's typically like three to play two when they come out of juco so i i assume he's a multi-year guy um which is helpful you know because jared verse we don't know it hopefully he stays around for another year or two but he could be gone soon um and you know when you go to the juco ranks it's kind of like the transfer portal you're getting that ready-made body to come in Okay, three years left. Okay, yeah. So it, you know, one of not? his years was a COVID year too. So that's typically you yeah. know you usually have your two yeah. two left, but technically three with. Yeah, we're uh, two years from now. We're going to be talking about players who had COVID years still that going on year five and six. Of oh, it's years. so tiring. Yeah, I mean, I actually spoke with. I don't want to throw anybody's name out there, but I I spoke with. Uh, yeah, I don't want to say. It. Let me pull that back. I spoke with somebody on another team at FSU on Friday, on Thursday or Friday, not football who is going into their junior year uh, or is going into their senior year, but already knows that they're coming back the next year and going to take advantage of the COVID year. So again, I'm not going to say what sport, who, I don't want to put them on blast because things change, but it's pretty common, right? Especially not for football. If you're going to the league, you're not coming back for a COVID year, but for all the other sports, people are taking advantage of it. And if you're coming out of Juco, I mean, obviously depending on what kind of impact he makes in year one, year two, wherever, We'll see, but take advantage of that extra year. Maybe that ends up being a money year, you know, like a lot of these guys have used. Um, excited for that. I mean, like you said, you're you're trying to fill out a roster at this point. You know, I don't think you're there. We talked about this with Josh last week. There there aren't guys in the portal that are just, you know, I don't know. Like you're not, gonna be you're not finding a Jermaine now, Johnson. So. Right. Yeah, you're not. They'd there's nobody the there. Now, so. Right. And so, you know, you take what you can get. High, high ceiling see what you can see what you can maybe get out of it you know boomer bust type stuff um i did see that the x's Knowles guys that we talked to josh about are literally doing a live show right now I'm a little frustrated that we're recording not frustrated but i'm a little frustrated that we're recording now because i kind of want to know what they uh what they think what they kind of um you know expect for them the title of their show and i feel like those guys are pretty spot on Kevin and ab do a good job over at nelson four seven uh, just said why you should be excited about FSU's recently committed hidden gems. So they're excited about the commits. So those guys know way more about football than I do. Um, so I'll, I'll ride their optimism for now. We'll see how it all kind of turns out. 2023 defensive back Quinn Darius Jones uh, attended FSU's elite camp last week. Absolutely showed out. I saw words like spectacular. I saw words like phenomenal. I saw words like super impressive or uh, very impressive. Um, Picked up an offer due to how he performed at the elite camp and uh, committed to Florida State tonight uh, or last night if you're watching this on Sunday morning. Um, not a ton of offers, no stars. Uh, actually has in his bio zero star, 
Uh, defensive, I love it. I love. Uh, <laughs> I mean, I just you know, I, I, kids honest. You know, I think it's pretty good. So I, uh, I'm interested to see kind of how and what changes in his recruitment now that he's committed to Florida State. The joke always used to be about free scouting university. Uh, I'm not necessarily saying that we're going to see, you know, again, the Bamas and the Georges and everybody else come out and offer here. But first in on him, Florida State lands him. It's a lot easier to keep a commit kid committed if Florida State does think that he ends up blowing up later than it is to uh, to get him if, if you're in it late. So we'll kind of see what happens with Kendarius Jones. But uh, thoughts there? Yeah, and uh, like you said, he he's at zero stars. That Florida State looks like his only offer right now that we know of. But – I think you're okay with this one because we know he camped last week. The coaches saw him in person. They like him. He's 6'2", 187, lengthy player. Um, and again, the fact that the coaches saw him in person, I'm, I'm good with that take then, right? It's not like they saw a huddle film of a no-star guy and said, oh, we need this guy. No, they actually got to work him out. They saw how he takes the coaching uh, and, and they extended an offer. So it'll be interesting. Like you mentioned, he's going to jump up to a three-star immediately just by being committed to a Power 5 school. Um what worries me is if he does start to blow up a little bit, he is a Mississippi kid. Um, and we know how those guys are. You know, sometimes we saw with Charles Cross, Willie Taggart found him really early when he was a no-name three-star, ended up blooming into a five-star off to tackle and Mississippi State signs him. So uh, we'll wait and see on him. But I, I have no problem at all with this take because, again, they saw him. They worked him out in person. Um, I'm not going to pretend to know more than the coaches do if I put on his huddle film, if he even has one. I don't know. Yeah, for sure. We'll kind of see how both of those recruit. Well, not uh, not Jaden's anymore, but we'll see how that recruitment goes with uh, Quindarius Jones. Back to back Jones commits. I mean, there's no significance there. I have no point to make with that, but just kind of ironic that uh, both those came a few out within a few hours uh, of each other. But uh, again, we'll see kind of how Quindarius's recruitment goes from here on out. You know, and and what kind of offers he does pick up. Obviously, you know, a kid with no stars and not a lot of offers commits and, you know, the timeline just goes into absolute freak out meltdown mode um, over, you know, taking a kid that shouldn't be on the roster. Obviously that's yet to be seen. And uh, if, if he shouldn't be on the roster, once we get closer to, you know, December signing day, then they won't send him an NLI. So, uh, you know, I think it all kind of works itself out. Um, I want to talk about this too, and then we'll kind of get into the show. Um, we mentioned this last week, and, and it was kind of late in the show, but wanted to do this a little bit earlier this week. A big, big shout-out to Gramco um, and our new partnership with them, our partnership with uh, Gramco really everywhere on the Roll Up Network, but specifically with uh, our podcast, Double Fries, No Slaw. They are a Delta 8 company founded by FSU students, FSU grads, um, now alum, that has like the be best Delta 8 products on the market. Richie is a big time believer in their gummies. He re-ups and reorders about as often as anybody out there. Um, that might be like half of their, half of their, you know, revenue right now is just from Richie, but we've got an exclusive deal for you guys right now. You can use code DFNS25. So DFNS, double fries, no slaw, 25 at thegramco.com. They've got a new hard candy out. It's a tropical orange flavor. It's 25 milligrams of candy. They've obviously got the gummies, the wake and bake coffee, um, vapes, pre-rolls, whatever you need. Delta 8-wise, 
shipping is very quick. It's discreet. Comes in an unmarked package. Go to thegramco.com to find out more about them. I went out to their farm a couple of weeks ago. They do a great, great job. Again, college football junkies just like us, Florida State fans. We obviously believe in supporting FSU um, businesses, as that's what we have, you know, three sponsors that all start with the letter G, all support FSU. And so we are down to uh, down to support Gramco. Uh, Rishi, I, I, did you try? I mean, I know you're not feeling super well. I'm not a doctor. I'm not trying to advise this. But did you try a couple of gummies for the headache? I did not. Uh, we are actually out right now. And, I'm, <laughs> and it would have been perfect because I was in I, SeaWorld today. I should have brought you some. I think I texted you around <laughs> five o'clock and I, I could have used that with a, a nap. That would have been phenomenal. But um, <laughs> and I don't have any for the golf course now tomorrow. So, you know, it's just bad planning on my end. Yeah. Um, yeah, it really is. And I was like I said, I was at SeaWorld today. I was in your backyard. I could have brought some over. So. I, I can um, literally see SeaWorld's tower from where I'm sitting right now. Looking out my that's window. awesome. <laughs> we went this morning. We took the kids. I, you know, I know this is not why people tune in, but you know, you listen to a podcast with a guy with an Elsa background, the castle or castle in the background. You'll be fine. Uh, we literally just went in, took the kids to SeaWorld, did everything. At, I'm sorry, took the kids to Sesame Street, did everything at Sesame Street, and left. Like that's all we like. When you have little kids, like that's it. I mean, we could have done more stuff. We did stop and see the dolphins. I take that back. We stopped and uh, saw the dolphins. We did one other. We saw like uh, the rays too, um, and then that was it. Did all they, they care about is icebreaker. We walked by it, but by the time we like the kids were starting to lose it. By the time we got to, uh, got done with, um, yeah, it's just okay. It's not SeaWorld. Not or, I keep saying SeaWorld, but by the time we got done with Sesame Street, the kids were they were over it. They were ready to. They were they were ready to. Uh, to go so um so anyway all right moving on a little bit so some good news there on the commit front um florida state lands a couple florida state in the smp plus uh, you know maybe some good news here too uh you have this updated too wanted to talk through it florida state 28th overall if i offered you right now like right now, when the final AP rankings come out, the day after the national championship, I offer you Florida State finishes third in the others receiving votes. Are you taking that right now? Absolutely, because that means you're probably eight and five or nine and four at, at that point, which I think is a decent season. It's you know, after so I think nine game. and four you'd be ranked. I think by the time you get to nine wins, you you're you're pretty much ranked the way that I because I looked back oh, at the yeah. Years. So, like, I think that's like, I think that's probably eight and five. I, I might roll the dice on that one. I might roll the dice on that one and say no, yeah. then, because I, I, I think they can get to eight. Nine's a stretch, but I don't know. It's, it's, it's a good number. So, Bill Conley, obviously, his formula, um, it, he uses recent history of recruiting, he factors in transfers, all that good stuff. So, I mean, it's it's definitely promising. But the the one thing that you don't like is there's several opponents uh, ahead of you on here. Yeah. And that's what makes it tough. Like the schedule we've talked about going back and forth, we'll go through some of them. Um, but let's let's run back real quick and look at like last year's rankings. So, if you look at the AP, um, so in the AP, the 25th ranked team was 12 and two at San Diego State. You're kind of splitting hairs there, but like AM went eight and four last year and in the final rankings, and they finished 26th, right? They were the team after that. Um, 
However, you've got Arkansas up at nine and four. You've got um, and and they were twenty first. You got NC State at nine and three. Um, this is what year is this? Yeah, how, I don't know how they went nine and three, but um, oh, because the AP stops. The AP stops after. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, oh, were there opt outs? They opted out of the bowl, didn't they? Uh, they I still should have gone more than nine and three, right? But anyway. Yeah. So anyway, nine and four would have twenty-eight. I'm I looking at it now. I might take it, depending on what poll you're looking at. Everybody like San Diego State finished twenty-fifth. They had twelve wins. I Utah State right above them, eleven wins. Iowa right above them, ten wins. Oregon right above them, ten wins. The next best team was Arkansas with nine wins. So twenty-first. I mean, I don't see a situation where we finish with more than nine wins and i don't think we're in the sec you know i know we're not in the sec so i don't know if we're going to get that sec bump for you know losing four or five games and still being ranked i might take 28th i think i'd take it i think i'd take the third team receiving votes because that probably does mean you went it probably means you went eight and five maybe nine and four maybe nine and four you finished like so like last year the team that finished 28th was minnesota so Minnesota 2021 football, they went. Oh, they had a good year last year, right? They went nine and four. So yeah, that probably means you go nine and four. I'll take it. I'll take 28th right now. If, if I'll say this, if you tell me nine and four, yes, I take that 28th. It's tricky because you never know how it's going to play out. But if you told me we go nine and four, absolutely. I take that right this second. Sure. Yeah. That means you so beat he- somebody you shouldn't beat. Yeah, so these rankings will adjust, right? They'll adjust weekly. They're all opponent based. They're all you know, opponent based, strength of schedule type stuff. But twenty eighth is interesting. Forty fifth offense, fifteenth defense. Do you buy F- I mean, you know, I do not want to buy this. I'm sorry, I do not want to steal this. But you know, buyers to own this. Uh, sorry, Brendan. Do you do you buy Florida State's defense being top fifteen in the country? I think we should be top twenty five this year. Um, with everything you have coming back, um, Adam Fuller, again, so that you finally have some continuity from year to year where you're not learning new de- new e- offense or new defense, whatever it may be. So they've been in the system. I, I, you know, I think uh, it's funny. A lot of fans uh, seem to really despise Adam Fuller because obviously when it's a frustrating couple seasons like we've had, you, you got to pick people, I guess, to, to blame. But I, I have some confidence in him, and I, I do think we're going to have a, a top 25 defense. And if we have top 15, I mean, that'd be amazing because we all know what we've seen in the past few years. Um, but I think it, a lot, large part of it is we did see the defense get a lot better towards the tail end of last year. Um, so I, I, I'm buying it. Maybe not top 15, but I think the top 25 defense. Yeah. 45th offense, which again is, is an upgrade from, from last year. Hey, also kind of interesting. You know, you look at Clemson's offense, they're the 39th offense. So very similar there. The big problem with Clemson is that they're the number two overall defense and, you know, going to be just an absolute monster to, to try and take down and, and try and score on You know, Florida state got 14 of their points in the luckiest fashion that I've ever seen, you know, that barrel roll run up the right sideline. And then Jermaine just being that, you know, that wasn't lucky, but to be able to uh, score on a play like that didn't, you know, had nothing to do with Florida state's offense. So I don't want to call Jermaine's play lucky, but our total point production was lucky 
that the defense, you know, put some points in because the offense didn't didn't do much that game. Um, some of FSU's opponents um, ranked LSU 36th. So, you know, I guess – so you know more about the S&P Plus. If you're ranked higher, is Connolly saying you should win that game? I mean, if you're if, – if, if it's like home and away – you know, and you're ranked one more lower, higher. I mean, that's, you know, that's, that can yeah, be so, different. But. So, so his SP plus, the way the formula is, it's almost like Vegas power rankings, right? You you assign a point total. So you'd say, I think Alabama is the best team in the country. And I think they're two points better than Georgia. So uh, they're assigned a value and it's based on, you would rank the teams based on that. So I, I think if ranked ahead, according to Bill Conley, it'll be interesting to see week two or no week one, because we have week zero. So week one, when his projections come out, because he does put his projected lines and he doesn't pick them. It's his formula that spits it out. Um, and I fully expect Florida State to be, you know, assuming they take care of business against Duquesne, they'll probably be favored in Conley's formula. I don't know about Vegas. Yeah, no, I, I don't know if it'll switch on on that. Other interesting ones, I mean, you have all of our opponents here. If you're listening, you may not catch all of these, but we'll try and go through them. All right, another one that's really, really interesting. We'll kind of go through a few of these. Uh, Louisville 30th. So, again, these will be subject to change. They'll change weekly as we kind of go along. But if we're 28th and Louisville's 30th, now if we go in and, and beat LSU, I'd imagine that we probably rise a little bit, and so it may not be as close. But – they're basically saying that that Louisville game is potentially a, a coin flip, right? 28 and 30th, very, very similar. Yeah. Uh, but that's on the road, right? Which I think would give them – I wonder if Connolly's formula accounts for that at all. Like when he does his spread, is it is it literally just his rankings that go into the formula or does he give a few points for like home and away? You know, because like if you're 28th and 30th, those teams are the even, according to Bill, but being a home and away matters. Yeah, he, he gives a few points for the he, – he takes into account, you know, if it's a road game, home game, or a neutral site. Um, So that will be an interesting one, obviously, based on how Florida State does against LSU. Not that it's completely um, indicative, but I think that it could be pretty pretty telling what, what may end up happening there. Um, BC 76th, I think that that's an interesting one just because – you know, they obviously have Jerkovic. If he's still healthy and playing well, that, you know, he's tough. They have Zay Flowers, who's really, really good, but the defense is terrible. Um, and so that's one that Florida State gets at home, a team that Connolly is saying that we are much, much better than, um, would certainly be something that I think would be uh, like that. I mean, we've talked about this. That's just absolutely got to be a win, right? Like, yeah. I, I don't know where I expected them to be. But 76 is uh, – I mean, they're the worst team. Well, Georgia Tech. I mean, they're worse than – I can't believe they're behind Syracuse and Louisiana. Yeah. Yeah, that's um, – it'll be interesting because obviously they do have some talented players, but they, they could have lost a good bit. I haven't done an extremely deep dive into their roster just yet, um, you know, given the game still a good ways out. But like you mentioned, the healthy Jerkovich, I mean, that's a, that's a – you know, they have some pieces, but apparently uh, Fort Conley's formula is not high on what they may have lost. Wake Forest comes in at 45th. Um, they bring back Hartman, right? And so, like, I, mm -hmm. I, you know, he obviously torched us last year. Their whole team, you know, really had their way with us. And especially in the first half, they kind of built up a lead that just wasn't going to be come back from. 
Uh, but 45th, so pretty drastic down there. Again, we get them at home too. Connolly's saying we should win that. And we've talked about how I think that October is hell month. I don't know if we've talked about it here on the Spaces one. But uh, October having Clemson, NC State, and Wake Forest, I mean, you do get that Wake Forest game at home, which I think is really, really big. And Connolly's telling you that's the most likely of those three games that you get a win, right? Yeah. And, again, this will all adjust. This will all change. Florida State drops a game to LSU. They go on the road and drop a game to Louisville. Wake Forest wins their first couple of games. That game's probably going to be pretty close in the mid-30s, right? And so um, mid-30s as far as rankings. I'm not predicting a score just yet. But mid-30s score wouldn't wouldn't shock me either. Um, but maybe that's him being a big believer in the defense, taking a huge step forward and kind of shutting Hartman down a little bit or just limiting what he can do. Um, but that's an interesting one, that Wake Forest is, is 49th. Yeah. Yeah, like you said, it's it'll be interesting because I, I think, and we're going to do a, a, a brief exercise here shortly, but I think uh, the ACC writers come a media day later next month. Um, I think they're going to be a little higher in wake than this formula is right here. Yeah, I, I think so too. And I may or may not be. Again, we're going to have uh, a chat about that in just a minute, but we'll see. NC State 18th, Clemson 6th. I don't think that shocks anybody. I think when you think of Clemson, you still think they're a – the, uh, talent wise, I mean, I know the quarterback's really, really important, and we'll kind of see how that, um, how that winds up, how that finishes out with their quarterback. But uh, yeah, I mean, you you still think about Clemson as a top five-ish team in the in the country. Yeah. We'll see where they are when we get to them. And you know, think about NC State as a you know a very talented team that you know top twenty-ish still. I, I don't, I'm not super shocked by either of those. Uh, not super shocked by Georgia Tech at ninety. Um, I. Florida State was that game. Mike's got to pack his bags. Like I, I just don't see a situation where you're beating that, where you're losing to that team, and you're beating uh, other people um, that matter. Uh, you know, I don't think you're making a bowl if you're losing to Georgia Tech. Now, you know, you go into that game at six and two, and you just have a fluke loss. Yeah, I mean that. Yeah, that's weirder than just the loss in general. But um, Georgia Tech 90th, Miami 14th. A lot of that has to be on quarterback play because they're not good in a lot of other positions and they've lost some talent at, at some skill positions. Uh, defense is not very good. Obviously, Jordan lit them up last year, lit them up on the ground and in the air. Um, Miami 14th seems high. I'm interested to see once they go get beat by Texas A&M. Do they play Clemson before or after us? Miami, Clemson, 2022. They play them. Oh wow, they play them the week. I'm moving slow here. They play them on 11 19. I think that's the week after uh, it's two weeks after they play us. So they play us, then Georgia Tech, then Clemson. Um, yeah, they very well could come into our game with you know a fairly good record. They never end up doing it, but. Miami 14th seems a little high. You think that's high for them? I, I think so. Um, but, you know, but returning production's a lot. So uh, obviously they weren't great last year, but there's a, I'm assuming they didn't lose a whole lot. Obviously Van Dyke is, is a big deal. Um, and he's kind of what makes that team go. Uh, so it'll be interesting. I, I don't know what to expect from Miami. I, I think, you know, every year they're, they have high expectations that they, they start off hot, uh, and then just down the stretch, they fall apart. It's kind of in their DNA. It's that's the way it's been for, you know, since they joined the ACC really. So I, it'll be interesting. I do think the roster is probably overall more talented than Florida state, 
but they may have a few more holes. Uh, we'll see. I, like I said, I, I'm assuming they're just returning a bunch of production because that does play a big role, especially in the early on. The SP Plus really doesn't start to settle out for the current season until about six weeks in. Miami 14th, again, seems fairly high. We'll see as that kind of gets going. Uh, Syracuse 57th, really close to that wake number of 49. Uh, much better than Georgia Tech's 90. Um I mean, essentially what I mean, and no rocket science, it's rocket scientists to uh, call this out, but uh, it really shows you how much better the Atlantic is than the coastal, <laughs> like, even the worst team in the, uh, in the conference at, at 57, um, Syracuse again, has to be a must win. Like there's no way you can lose that game. Syracuse 57th, Louisiana 70th. I mean, Florida, Florida state's got to win those two UF 23rd, very, very close to Florida state's 28th overall. Again, they return – I think they don't return as much production. They lost their top um, running back. They lost their top two pass catching um, – pass touchdown catching targets last year in uh, Copeland, and I always mix them up. But the zipper that went to uh, UCF um, – Not sure. UCF tight end – um, but yeah, they lost their top two. Yeah, Keymore Gamble, not Zip. I have mixed them up since since recruiting days. But um UF at 23rd seems a little high, but again, that that'll definitely be different by the time they're you know limping into our game at, at six and five. So um overall, what is SM, what does the SP tell you about our win-loss record? One, um, two, three, four, five, six, seven. It says we should win eight games. Yeah. It says it says that as I mean Connolly is saying we should win eight games, or that you should win. I, I believe it would be like seven to eight, right? Like you're not. Well, I don't know because like you know you look at. I mean, there's some luck involved, right? Like you you get Louisville, who's worse than you, but on the road, and you get UF, who's better than you, but at home, right? And so, I think some of that will kind of play into it as well, but. Connolly's saying the only games you would be acceptable losses are uh, NC State, Miami, Clemson, and Florida. If you lost those four right now, wait eight and four, I'd be I'd, I'd be fine with it. I don't want to lose to Florida, and I don't think we lose to Florida. But if you offer me eight and four right now, I'd take it. Yeah, and, and uh, obviously it's different with um you know with what they are going to start the season as and what they're going to finish the season as. But it means you beat LSU, and that's huge momentum game right there, right? If you're going to be one to know after Duquesne. If you can beat LSU uh, the next week, um, and then that, that stinks because that means you go six and four your last ten games, so you know close to five hundred. But at the end of the day, eight and four with a win over LSU is is something that I think you know Florida State fans would be very happy with. Obviously, it sucks if you lose to Miami, Florida, and Clemson. You'd love to pick up one of those like they did last year, uh, and they really had a chance to win all three. Um, I think Clemson, that, that's, a, that's a tough game. I don't see us winning that one. But, yeah, I would take eight and four. Yeah. So we had a, we ha, we're going to move this to next week. We have kind of an ACC. Uh, we're going to kind of rank, uh, predict finishes for the ACC, both sides of the division. We'll do the Atlantic next week. We'll do the Coastal the week after. That The Atlantic's not very difficult. The Coastal's almost impossible. It's almost impossible to pick <laughs> every single year. Um, just a bunch of just mediocre teams that all should really go four and four in the division. Uh, Miami should be a little better than that this year, but they always find a way to just flop at the end. 
Um, some crappy news, some unfortunate news personally um, for us. I mean, you know, we can debate about what's best for Florida State, you know, another time. But Mike Martin Jr. obviously let go, uh, relieved the duties of the, as the FSU baseball coach after two and a half years, two two years and a quarter. Uh, obviously, 2020 was kind of a COVID year. Um I, I watched a lot. I read a lot. I listened to Brett and Aria's Sunday Golds podcast. I saw Ryan Kelly put out a pretty good little um, take on on me getting let go. And um, I don't know, just really tough. I mean, you know, there were people on the timeline that, you know, oh, if you knew baseball, you wouldn't say that there should be no meat slander, this, that, and the other, like just losers that I've never even heard of um, before that Richie's like sending me screenshots of or quote tweet, like calling them out. But uh yeah, I mean, Meat was an absolute great guy personally to not only this podcast, but Richie and I um, individually. Um, you know, the, the last time Richie was up in Tallahassee, we got a chance to spend some time with Mike. Um, the last couple of times I've been up there, I got a chance to spend some time with Mike. Um, dude legitimately, like, sent me a Christmas present, bought my kids stuff when when we went up there the last time. Um, I... Uh, that that sucked, uh, just personally, right? Like you, we can argue about what's best for the baseball team, what's best for the university at another time, but uh, personally, that I don't say it ruined my Friday because we uh, we took my we we did take my kids to the jump place though, and I was like just on my phone the whole time, just kind of like being miserable, and I was just like I can't, you know, this is brutal. So that it sucked. It absolutely sucked. I don't, you know, if you have takes on the baseball side of things, great. I, I really don't. I, I really liked Mike. I thought, he, I mean, I don't think he's an absolutely great guy. Um, and it just sucks that, uh, it just sucks that, uh, that's what happened. Yeah. And I, I would defer, like you mentioned, go, go listen to, um, the Brett and Aria's podcast. I listened to it as well. Um, they have some insight, um, pretty pretty well done but yeah I, i'm i'm not going to get into the you know what this means for the program or not you know we talk about one of the things we love about doing this podcast so much is getting to know these coaches and athletes uh, on more of a human level well this is the really crappy part about that right because someone who who we've got to know who you know would always joke around with us off camera you know went to dinner with him up in tallahassee just a great guy um but you know, is my wife's a huge fan and, and she's, you know, doesn't care about Florida State baseball in the slightest, but she obviously she had the chance to meet him. Um, and, and when you get to know someone on that personal level, news like this does suck, um, but it's a business. So it is what it is. Obviously, we wish him and his family nothing but the best. Yeah, no, that that's what you're, you're exactly right. Like it, um, you know, we want to hear we want we want things to go well. Obviously, the rumors of coach Almeida potentially going to another school like that would have been really, really tough. She's been on the pod. I don't know. She came on once and then like three or four times with the, uh, with the run last year. And then once this year she's been on, you know, she's not quite on Jen or Jen Hyde's level or, or Alfred's, but she's pretty close, right? She's been on five or six times. We've had several, we've had more of her players on than any other team. And that would have been really, really rough. Cause like you said, you, kind of develop you develop a relationship with people and you care about that so much more than you do the you know what their baseball team does or whatever like i'll you know team could have gone 0 and 40 this year and i'd have been a big mike fan just because of how he treated me and how he treated my family and the kind of person that i think he is ultimately we'll see kind of what direction the baseball team goes in obviously hope the very best for 
whoever the new coach is and hope to, you know, develop new relationships and um, hope that Florida State baseball can, you know, kind of get that penultimate goal of, of, of winning a title, but, you know, wish the very best for me too. You know, there's, there's two schools he could go to that he won't go to that uh, I wouldn't cheer for him at, but anywhere else, like I, you know, I'll, I'll hope that they do really, really well. And, and, you know, kind of always be a fan of, of his. So um, from some bad news to some good news, uh, Trey Cunningham goes out a national champion, wins his second national championship this year, one indoor, one outdoor in the 110 meter hurdles. Um, it was close. Did you watch it? Did you see it? Did you see the replay afterwards? It was closer. It was much closer than the indoor one was. Um, that LSU guy was making a push, but uh, Trey being the goat that he is went ahead and, uh, and won us another national championship last night. So shout out Trey, friend of the show. Uh, I told, I, I hit my guy up at Guthrie's. And I was like, Hey, if this kid ever comes in, it's, you know, put it on us. He's like, oh, I'll just, you know, I'll just pay for it. But uh, yeah, gut box is on us for, for life for uh, Trey Cunningham win another national championship. Yeah. He had a, had a rough start to the race, but just walked down the LSU kid and still put up a ridiculous time of what 13.02. Seems like he just gets faster every single time he runs. Uh, Cannot wait to see him in the Olympics because I I have no doubt he will be there. Yeah. Gold me. I think that's, uh, that's, that's what, that's what we're looking for is uh, Florida state gold. So um, really, really good stuff for Trey. Uh, speaking of gold, want to shout out Garnet and Gold before we get out of here. Obviously, appreciate all of their support. Um, you know, they deal with stuff that you guys would not even believe if I told you. They, uh, I, I don't want to air out their business, but they just had some stuff going on this week that was not the most fun. If there was ever a time to get out and support Knowles and support people that give back to FSU, it would be now. You can go to GarnetGold.com, shop with code NOSLAW, unless you just want to help them out. You can just help them out and put in uh, the notes. Hey, I got this from Garnet, or from Double Fries No Slaw, but I wanted to give you guys all my money. That's fine, too. But if you want to save 15%, use code NOSLAW at checkout at GarnetGold.com. I saw Richie just got an order in the other day. I, I think I'm about to be placed another order. I, I, I practice what I preach. I try to upload pictures of stuff when I get it and tell you guys about it. I don't just – I honestly – I don't just, you know, take their money or, you know, shout them out for the heck of it. I mean, I we actually order there, and my kids wear FSU stuff, and I wear FSU. I wore an FSU shirt to SeaWorld today that I got from Garden Gold. So shout out Garden Gold. Again, code NOSLAW at checkout for 15% off. If you order over 75 bucks, you get free shipping, which is typically the move because it comes in like two days. So it's kind of fun to get that immediately. Um, today is Coach Almeida's birthday. I saw that. Happy birthday to the GOAT. Glad that she's coming back. I don't know if we ever really addressed that, that you know she did sign a contract distinction. There were rumors swirling. She will be back. Uh, so shout out to her. That's my shout out for the night. Richie, you have any shout outs, anything we didn't get to, anything before we go? Um, yeah, real quick. I just want to, you know, living here in Orlando today is the six year anniversary of, of the pulse shooting. So just, you know, remember that. So kind of somber and sad, but just living here, you know, there's been all sorts of stuff around the, the, the city is today that we're walking around to remember that. Um, so just, a not a shout out per se, but just more of a, you know, in honor of those ones. Yeah, absolutely. Um, well, good stuff. Richie, thanks for hanging out. Thanks for powering through. If you guys listened, if you watched, if you heard this, hit the share button, hit the retweet button, rate, five stars, subscribe, do all those things. We certainly appreciate it. We appreciate the uh, appreciate the um, love, the interaction. 
We've got some exciting stuff coming over the next few weeks. Um, we've got opponent previews that are going down at doublefriesnoslaw.com. Uh, Mike Ferguson does a great job with our daily content there. Ed is has been doing the uh, the opponent previews, which is pretty fun. Just did LSU's, came out this weekend. So go check those out. We will be back on Sunday, next Sunday, with another episode. Until then, we appreciate you guys' support, and go Knowles.